This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Hoop Ball Lakers podcast, where this Lakers team is looking for the fastest start in the NBA, competing with the surprising Boston Celtics. As always, I'm your main man, Ethan Noroff, and I am thrilled to be joined by my very special guest, very special friend, Dan Bespris, friend of the pod, friend of hoop-ball.com. <laughs> you know him from everywhere. He does it everywhere for us. Dan. Have you ever had an introduction like that in your life? No, not even cl- not even close. And I, I don't know that I can ever replicate it for you again, but on this episode that will go down in history, you have that claim to yeah, fame, my man. We can pull that audio out anytime we need it. That's the beauty of recorded podcasts. Nine and two, Ethan, nine and two, baby. Let's get it, man. And, you know, I just can't imagine this Lakers season having gotten off to a better start. And I think, you know, of anyone, anyone who was part of this Lakers nation, this purple and gold wave that's, you know, claimed L.A. and continues to claim L.A. for anyone in confusion with this uh, Clippers team that's a little bit hit or miss right now. You know, I just had to slide that on in there. But with this Lakers <laughs> team, <laughs> you have this group of guys who finally, every time I turn on the TV to put the game on, and I'm watching, regardless of being up 10, up 2, down 2, down 10, I feel confident that this Lakers team is going to come back to win the game. Yeah, you know, the only the only moment the entire season, I, well, maybe I mean, we could write right off the first game because, you know, the Clippers shot the lights out, and, we can, and everybody was sort of getting used to themselves. But really, since that game, the only moment I thought this team doesn't look like they can handle it was there was like a four-minute stretch in the early fourth quarter in the Raptors game where they started rushing everything. And it, yes, seemed like they, it seemed like they thought they were down 25 when they were down like nine. And they very much, and they, they really still had plenty of time if they wanted to sort of, you know, one possession at a time, get it to seven, get it to five, get it to three, whatever they needed to do. Uh, and it was these weird fading baseline Jays and pull-up threes. 
it almost worked because Kuzma hit a couple, and then he went then he went cold at the end of that one. Otherwise, though, they look in control in almost every ball game. It's wild to see it. I thought, I mean, you and I have texted about this. I thought it would take them this long to today to actually start to figure out how to play with one another. I figured we'd be doing a pod together, Ethan, on on uh, November fourteenth, and we'd be saying, oh, "It looks like they're starting to gel a little bit." But these they gelled on day two. That's amazing. Kudos, by the way, to Frank Vogel. And I think that's really it, right? Because if you told anybody in Lakers Nation that, hey, through 11 games, the Lakers are going to start 9-2 and they'll be at the top of the Western Conference, I know just about everybody would have signed up for that. And yeah, especially and, and with not all the questions it, that, you know, that are surrounded around, uh, around Frank Vogel before the season started and even since it started, I think there are still questions around what impact he's had on this team. I mean, hello, this team's defensive identity speaks for itself. We know Frank Vogel puts an emphasis on that place at the floor. And I just want to shout out very quickly to my main man, Max, a.k.a. my dog, who if you've been listening in the last few minutes, you might have heard a little bit of excitement <laughs> in the background. And I think he's just as jacked up for this 9-2 start as we are then you feel me maybe he got you know maybe he got into my stash and i know what you guys are thinking out there and they're (laughs) like what and i'm like no 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 the thing that i'm talking about is my stash of caffeine and of course that's brought to you by hawaiian isles kona coffee company and this podcast like all of our shows is brought to you by our title sponsor that's hawaiian isles kona coffee company you can check them out on their website at hawaiianisles.com on amazon by searching for hawaiian isles kona coffee or on twitter at hi kona coffee dan speaking of twitter man where can i find you at Dan Bespris, although I recently figured out that it's probably easier to just search for Dan from Hoopball on Google and scroll down until uh, you hit my Twitter feed there. And then you don't have to worry about spelling my last name. Ethan, that was a hell of a drop, man. Hey, man, we just out here to hang them and bang them. We just trying to do our job to promote the product, man. So that's what we're doing on the Hoopball Lakers podcast. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. Our show and all of our content you can find on Twitter as well. We're at Hoopball Lakers. You can follow us for the Hoopball team at Hoopball Tweets and for all of our fantasy content at Hoopball Fantasy. Dan, you got anything else you want me to plug right now? Because I'm on a roll, my man. Dude, that was that was, that ran the gamut. We'll tell everybody about our newsletter later in the show. I can't wait for it. And you know who really is going to make himself a proud member of that newsletter if he continues to play in this fashion is Kyle Kuzma. And Dan, this is a guy I've been super critical about because he looked slow when he came back. He was forcing shots. Speaking of that Raptors game that you brought up, yeah, he hit a couple down the stretch, but then he did go ice cold. And I thought he was really forcing it. And actually, one of the reasons that the Lakers lost that game, he did not look good. But in the last couple of games, he has looked much better Of course, he was going to assume a larger role without Anthony Davis against the Warriors. I thought he showed out well, but the previous game against Phoenix the night before showed me that Kyle Kuzma was finally getting his legs underneath him. He was playing a smarter brand of basketball, and until Kyle Kuzma can show some consistency from beyond the arc, he needs to continue to attack the basket. And I think that's what he's been able to establish over the last couple of games more than when he first came back. I think he was kind of looking for himself, and now that he's found a little bit of a rhythm, maybe he's feeling a little bit more confident. Kyle Kuzma is a capable three-point shooter, but he is not a good three-point shooter. I know that threes are worth more than twos, but Kyle Kuzma, go after the two, my man. Yeah, he's a career 33%er from downtown, and a lot of that was weighted from that rookie season where he shot 36 and a half. Uh, Last year was 30. This season is at 29 so far, admittedly, in the early going. Uh, But his overall field goal percent is, is hanging around right where it always is. 
Another thing I've liked about Koo so far, his stroke at the free throw line looks a little bit calmer. We'll see if that holds throughout the season. But it's just nice to see him shake the rust off, and it's nice to sort of know that the Lakers were able to integrate him without suffering much, you know? I mean, he was a net negative when he came back from injury, as a lot of guys are, and they've sort of gotten over that crest now, and he suddenly is this flamethrower they have off the bench. I don't know if they win that Phoenix game without Kuz. He was great. He was he was throwing daggers in the fourth quarter. He had 23 points in that contest. No, he was really good, and I think the Lakers needed somebody to step up in that game, especially because the Suns, every time the Lakers seemed to make a push, the Suns seemed to push back. And, you know, kudos to the Suns real quick. And this, and this brings up something else that I wanted to bring to the show this week, so I'm glad we're talking about this. The Suns have obviously become a team that we've wanted to watch, which is weird to say because we haven't said it in a while. And it's been by surprise. So kudos to that franchise under Monty Williams. It looks like they're finally taking strides forward. But here on the Hoopball Lakers podcast, we like to focus on the Lakers. However, I would like to propose one new segment to the show. Are you ready for this, Dan? Is it's it? a surprise to you. So Ooh, tell the listeners, well, you don't even know what it is. I have no idea what this is. I was under the impression we'd be doing the fruit minute as a throwback. So I don't which, know what's coming. Which, which, listen, and that will come. Believe me, this is not <laughs> in exchange for that, okay? okay? So if you're out there waiting for the peach update, waiting for maybe it's pear <laughs> season, maybe you're looking for a nice mandarin to peel back, oh, don't yeah. worry. I got you. That stuff is coming. But this is a total surprise. Are you ready for it? I don't know. Am I? I don't know, but here, here is what I'm going to tell you. I feel like on the episode of Hoopball Lakers, we owe the people a little bit of exposure because nothing bothers me more when I watch an NBA game from home on my television and the announcers, the home announcers, do not know anything about the road team. I sit there and I'm like, bruh. It is your only job to know about the two teams who are playing tonight. Mm. And you clearly don't know anything about this opposite team. What did you do to prepare for work today? It drives me absolutely crazy because the information is so accessible and it's so readily available prepared for them. And it's just an unwillingness to participate with it. And I cannot stand for that, Dan. So in order to educate our listeners even further, I feel like we owe them a service. And here it's what it is. Every episode that I appear on, I would like to offer our listeners a player around the league who is standing out a little bit more than what we've been used to seeing and a guy to watch moving forward. What do you oh. think about that? All right. Is, is it going to be somebody that's playing against the Lakers? It can be somebody who's playing against the Lakers when we're looking for a preview show. So to use tomorrow night's game as an example, and of course we're going to have to talk about tomorrow night's game against the Kings, right? To use tomorrow night's game as an example, I wish I could say – that I was looking forward to Darren Fox playing, but of course he's out with an ankle injury. I wish I could say I was looking forward to Marvin Bagley playing because I would be interested in him as well, but of course he's out with an injury as, of his own. And then on top of that, I wish I could tell you I'm interested in watching Harry Giles play, but I think his knees might be made out of paper. So instead, <laughs> here's what I'm going to tell you about the Kings. Are you ready? I'm ready to watch Buddy Heald play. Buddy Heald turned himself from franchise afterthought in the DeMarcus Cousins trade when he was sent from New Orleans to Sacramento to a guy who's cooking about $100 million these days. So I'm, I'm anxious to watch him play. He's taking some nice strides forward, and I look forward to that. It doesn't necessarily have to be about the team that the Lakers are playing because the player I was thinking about, to be honest with you, was Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has gone from contract just that nobody wanted. It was a behemoth of a contract. It was, it was a burden. And now all of a sudden in a new system, he's playing much better. It seems to fit him better, and he's producing much more f fantasy-friendly, might I add, stat lines. So shout-out to Andrew Wiggins, but for tomorrow's game, I'm looking at Buddy Heald. I, um, 
I'm looking at Rashawn Holmes, but everybody knows that about us over here. Oh, Rashawn Holmes is a hoop dash ball favorite. <laughs> he is a he is a hoop ball favorite. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually gave AD a little bit of trouble. Not not necessarily on the offensive end. Anthony Davis can defend Rashawn Holmes just fine. Uh, I think he's going to get into him a little bit on defense, and I hope the Lakers move some bodies around. And the right guy for that job. And I, I can't believe that I've come to this place because everybody heard me in the offseason. But the right guy for that job on the Lakers side is Dwight Howard because he's like a souped-up iteration of Rashawn Holmes in that he's just sort of a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. He, so, you, you know, you take your own power guy, energy guy, and you put him against the other team's power energy guy, and you try to just sort of cancel that out and just let AD go to work on Nemanja Bielitsa because he will and he certainly can. And if that's the matchup that Anthony Davis has in his favor, he will exploit it and exploit it all night long. And I think with this Lakers group, right, we've talked about the amount of talent on this roster, which is clear. But I think in terms of the AD-LeBron pairing, there's no one who could have imagined that this would have gone better so far. No, I can't believe I mean, so, you know, on paper, it seemed like it should be a really good fit because you had one guy who was more distributor friendly in LeBron. And obviously LeBron is an impressive scorer as well. He's a very good rebounder. He does all this stuff. He's, you know, one of the best of all time, but he's a brilliant passer. And so when you put someone like that with someone like AD, who is just so versatile, he can shoot, he can pick and roll, he can, he can pick and pop, he can work in the post. It just makes life so easy for LeBron. And then, and this was, I thought the real key is not only do they put two superstars together that kind of fit in a way that makes a lot of sense, you know, like a, a LeBron is not a point guard, but he is a point guard. But they also got the rest of the personnel this year that made sense. They they got guys that can space the floor a little bit, even if they're not knocking down shots yet. By the way, this team is going to get better. They got guys that focus on swa- swapping right? out guys like like Danny Green for Lance Stevenson. Yeah, or or you know maybe that makes sense. Or how about a guy like even oh I don't know Rajon Rondo instead of a guy like. Oh, I don't know. Mike Beasley. <laughs> yeah, Beasley was a Laker. I, a lot of people forgot that. But just like, it makes a lot of sense. You have all these other guys that are focused on two things, spacing the floor and playing as hard as humanly possible on defense. And it just, from a from a, uh, from a fit standpoint, it made a ton of sense. And it makes life easier for LeBron and AD because they don't have to worry about whatever else is going on. Kyle Kuzma is the only guy on the team in my mind where I was like, how is this going to, is this going to disrupt anything? And it seems like they're figuring out a nice way to work him in as well. So I, I just love the fits all across the board. The effort this team has demonstrated right? has been remarkable. I mean, they are bringing it every single night and especially defensively. And when the second unit is coming in, regardless of it's Quinn Cook, Alex Caruso, even KCP through his struggles has played hard, which I know Lakers fans don't want to hear, okay? But he's playing hard. And I want to shout out to Dwight Howard real quick on KCP because Dwight Howard gave a nice response on social media, and we at Hoop Ball Lakers appreciate advocacy like that. We actually shouted out Dwight Howard for it, called it his best contribution as a Laker to date. And he basically, in defense of KCP, had something to say on Instagram to a fan, and a reporter asked him about it. I believe it was Harrison uh, Fagan, I believe, over at SB Nation, but don't quote me on that. I believe it was Harrison. And what he asked was, you know, he asked about why it was he, Dwight felt it was important to defend his teammate. And Dwight gave a very elaborate answer about 
the importance of family and everybody operating on the same page out of the same playbook and whether it's players on the rosters, coaches, uh, anybody involved in the production at Staples Center from fans, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody has to be moving forward together. And that's a message that I preach every day as an educator and I, I couldn't agree with him more. And the biggest question for me was, was when Dwight Howard returned, would he buy into this role? And so far, not only has he bought in, but he has embraced it entirely and starred in it, something he has been incapable of doing prior in his career. And I have to give him a lot of credit for it. Yeah, you know how hard it is for me to give Dwight credit, but he's been the the perfect soldier for this team so far, busting his ass on the floor, rebounding hard, defending hard, and never, I mean, he's, I think I've seen one play the entire season where Dwight made it about Dwight, and he used to do that once every four minutes, so he's been, he's been 99% perfect, I, I mean, it. I, I can't put anything against him, and now he's defending guys off the floor as well. Uh, it almost looks like he finally learned a lesson. I, I mean, it, it's I didn't weird it. to say that I'm excited to go watch Dwight Howard play basketball on Friday night. Well, he's tough to miss, man. He's still this gigantic, insane, like chiseled monster on the floor. What a what a what a gift to have, to have a frame like that. And and speaking of gifts, that's exactly what was just gifted to me in this opportunity to go watch the Lakers live for the first time oh, this oh, season. I'm so jealous. I'm so I jealous. Am, You're going tomorrow? I am so excited. I'm going Friday night against the Kings. We're very excited. And just for our listeners know, this was a gift that literally just wandered across the hallway. So if anybody is familiar with this story, please, please forgive me. But the reality of the situation that I encounter is as follows. My wonderful next-door neighbor has been a long-time Lakers season ticket holder. He and his wife go to almost every game that the Lakers play at the Staples Center. But occasionally, one of them needs a night off. They're both in their mid-80s. And tomorrow night, Ken decided that he needs a new running mate and he's bringing in Noroff off the bench. Yeah, he's bringing in the he's bringing in the lefty out of the bullpen. Good show. I, I can't wait and the price for my admission is solely that I have to drive to Staples Center, which on a Friday night is certainly a price, but it's well worth the price <laughs> yeah, of admission, true. especially especially with these seats and the chance for LeBron and AD to share the same basketball court together with my own eyes in the building to witness that viewing experience. I feel like, I, for one, am excited. Man, you are, you're so lucky, and also I feel like we need to expound upon the, the driving aspect of it because it's such an L.A. culture thing. Oh, you're going, my God. You're going like 11 miles probably, maybe 12 uh, miles, something like that. It's, it's, I have to say, I'm going to, I'm going to map it right now. So our listeners have an understanding yeah. of just how scrutinizing it is. It's a little but more. Let's, just, let's like just start with the Maybe it's 15. a little bit so we can get a lot of hits on the YouTube channel for this. Right. OK, ready for this. It's Friday night. Who wants to drive anywhere in L.A. on a Friday night? It sounds more like a rectal exam than anything else. <laughs> but that's the reality that we encounter. And the distance is not the problem. See, no. here's what my friends in Massachusetts don't understand, because as a reminder, I went to school out east. The problem is not the distance, friends. Oh, no. The problem is the traffic, and that's exactly what we encounter given everybody has somewhere to go on Friday evening. The Staples Center is not even 20 miles from where we are. The game is at 7.30. Ask me what time we're leaving, Dan. I got to think it's going to be 5.30. We're leaving at 5 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, I knew it had to be in that range because I know with Dodger games that start at 7.10, I leave my apartment in West L.A. Uh, at about 4.30. 
thirty. So that's the same. That's the same general. It's it's totally. Someone said something to me a few years ago, and it really landed. I was like, if you, and he said, I actually don't remember who said it, but this person said, if you're from, you can always tell someone from Los Angeles because they express distance in time. Thought, yeah, oh, that's a that's, that's a forty five minute drive. How far is it? Six miles. Yeah, you're like, how far is it? It's forty five minutes. You're like, no, I'm asking an actual distance. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you, that's the distance. Forty five yep, minutes. You're like, no, that's that's absolutely. a that's a unit of time. No, no, of, not here. Of course, not here. Anyway, of well, course. that's gonna be awesome though. Once you get through the traffic, you got company in the car. It'll be fun. You got some music. You got whatever. You can listen to some pregame show. Uh, pregame show, you know what kind of pregame show we're going to be listening to? We're going to be listening to the Hoop Ball Lakers pod, baby. Damn right. Well, you're going to listen to yourself on the way to the game. <laughs> you're damn right I am. What better way to get pumped up than that? <laughs> Absolutely. And, I know, would. I got to bring some entertainment into the building. Come on now. Yeah. I have an influential season ticket holder in my presence. Maybe he'll say something. <laughs> Maybe we can get an official sponsorship deal. You never know, Dan. The possibilities are endless. They're endless. You can give a, a, a scream down to Mike Trudell. He's been on this Lakers pod before. He has been, and you never know what he might push forward on our behalf. That's right. A little you shout know, out. We got we connections. We know people in places, baby. We gotta you get know, him back speaking of people thing. in places, I think the people need to know where they can find the most up to date NBA information in the business. And the good news is for them, all it will cost them is the simple subscription, and then it will be hand delivered, tied in a bow, cherry on top, just for you delivered in your email inbox. Dan, do you know what I'm talking about? I assume you're talking about, and let me see if I can do this right, <clears throat> the bruise letter. The bruise letter. Dan, what's included in the bruise letter? Our lucky guests. Tell them what they've won. Well, it's free. It's 100% free, and it's Aaron Brewski's fantasy thoughts on all 30 teams once a week. Comes out on Mondays. You can go to hoop-ball.com slash newsletter to sign up. Takes you 10 seconds. Just put in your first name and your email address. Gets you logged in right there, and it'll come straight to your inbox. Bruce takes on all 30 teams once a week. It's amazing. It's free. Email's the only way you can do it, so go sign up right now. I have to tell you that if there is anything that we do well beyond going to delis, it is that we read live reads like <laughs> champions. <laughs> I love that story. Ethan and I met at Solly's Deli in Sherman Oaks, like, what was it now? Probably five, six years ago? Yep, and it no longer exists, so it's a historic story. Oh, man, where it's there now? I don't even know what's there now. They brought it out for some sort of something that shouldn't be there. You know, the only thing wrong with Solly's was the overpriced menu, but yeah. it's okay. At least Jerry still exists. Well, there was a Blockbuster in that lot for a while also. That's Shout out to Blockbuster. You know, great story about Blockbuster. My mom actually used to work for a corporate division of Blockbuster. So no back in the day of renting video games, I used to go in there, clear out a rack and keep them oh. for five, six days at a time at a cost of zero dollars. It was a beautiful thing. Oh, your house is the place to be in high school. Oh, you, you already know, except it was before the days of Uber. So if you didn't drive, there was no way to get there. We lived up a hill. Yep. You ain't getting that far. Not working. No, sir. Oh man, I'm jealous, dude. You're gonna have an you're gonna have an amazing time with the game. Let's hope the Lakers can take down a win. Well, I mean, let's hope so. So let's. Uh, I don't have a line on that game yet. I presume because the the sports books are not certain if Anthony Davis is playing, but he's playing, right? I mean, he just sat I mean, out the he's, last one. He's listed as probable. You have to assume he's going to be yeah, in there. Gonna... They gave him the night off on Wednesday. That means he's going to have two full days in between contests to prepare. I'm sure he's going to be in the lineup pending some sort of freak exercise. But the reality is, Anthony Davis or not. This Lakers team should be able to beat a Kings team without Marvin Bagley and Darren Fox. Yeah, they should. Um, can I give one Lakers uh, team or player shout-out here for this episode? I think you have to after that. Jared Dudley. 
I love Jared Dudley so much. And it's not even for any reasonable set of reasons. He's just like, he's always in the right place. And he played, what did he play? Played like 20 minutes in that blowout against the Warriors. Took three shots and hit two three-pointers. He knows his role. He stars in it, whether he plays 20 minutes, zero minutes, or anything in between. And the other reason that we tend to resonate with Jared Dudley and, of course, cult icon Alex Caruso is because they both look like they could be your science teacher. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that Alex Caruso was my science teacher. (laughs) You know, in fact, he reminds me of a guy that I work with as a teacher myself. So just throwing it out there, half basketball player, half teacher. There's nothing wrong with doing a little bit of both. That's kind of what we do here on the pod. Half teacher, half podcaster, all Noroff. It's the best of all the worlds. So um, what do we – can I jump in on Rajon Rondo now before we wrap things up? I think we have to just because he's made a return. He obviously made a positive impact, but the reality is the Lakers have a number of point guards and they all have different reasons that they could or should play. So I guess my question is before you dive into your diatribe. Yeah, I got one. Where do Rajon Rondo's minutes come from? Yeah, that's that's basically my diatribe in a nutshell right there. I I do think that there's, you know, guys are banged up all the time. KCP got hurt in that last game, so they'll probably slide some bodies around and that makes it a little easier to find minutes for Rondo. Because I mean, we're gonna we're about three and a half weeks into the season. We're basically at a point now already where no single team has an entire roster 100% healthy. So someone's always going to be able to grab a few extra minutes. My fear with Rondo is that they try to shoehorn him into lineups where he doesn't belong. That fear is lessened significantly this season when I've seen how smart the coaching staff has been with rotation so far. They've really done a good job of pairing, mixing and matching the right guys, getting shooting with the playmakers, getting defense with the playmakers, getting uh, a guy like Akuzma out there when you can sort of cover for some of his defensive lapses. And so I'm, I'm confident that the Lakers coaching staff is going to find the right sort of equation for Rondo. And in my mind, and again, I'm not the expert on this, but as I look at the roster... He, to me, makes a lot of sense to be on the floor with Anthony Davis when LeBron comes out as the, as the playmaker, as the point guard that can get out and run, get a few easy looks. He's played with AD before, so they sort of understand each other. But where I don't want to see him is with that first unit. I want defense and shooting in that unit. God help me if I see Rondo a bunch on the floor with that first unit, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, I'll tell you the good news is I think that Rondo is going to play with the second unit, but... I'll tell you the less than good news, which is Avery Bradley has been a lot of good things for this Lakers team, mostly defense. He has not been shooting it well. The idea of Avery Bradley from three has been a lot better than Avery Bradley from three. So if he improves, I feel a lot better about that. But in terms of Rondo, I agree because what you said about him running with AD, I think it it makes sense not only because of their previous pairing, but also because of what they both – can do and like to do run up and down the floor that's why in the past i've kind of brought up the idea of rondo playing with javel mcgee if javel mcgee were to move into a role with the second unit because he can be a rim runner just up and down the floor in a, in a straight line back and forth back and forth back and forth dwight howard might move into the starting lineup at least on some nights when they play against a bigger body inside i think of a matchup against the utah jazz and, Ru- and rudy gobert right if the lakers and jazz find themselves playing against each other in the western conference playoffs which is totally possible is it insane to think that you start Dwight Howard versus Rudy Gobert in that matchup. I think that's something that could happen, right? I love it. I love that idea. Get a big body in there. JaVale will just get pushed around in that matchup. He's the long arm of the law. He's the rim runner. Like you said, he can swat shots. 
But you get him up in a battle for a rebound, and Gobert will eat him alive. Whereas Dwight's a body, man. He can move those guys off the spot. That makes a ton of sense to me. Um, maybe we see it in a little bit more of a matchup thing. Do you feel like the only reason they're not moving them around right now is that they're still just sort of letting everybody figure each other out, and it's sort of this if-it-ain't-broke kind of thing? But um, I don't know. The, the McGee-Anthony Davis front court almost feels a tiny bit redundant. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. I mean, obviously, a nine and two start helps with that, but you know, eleven games is still a small sample size. But I do think if you're the Lakers, and I think we've talked about this before a little bit, if you're the Lakers and you're thinking about experimenting, at some point you have to pull the trigger on the experiment to see if it's going to have uh, an a, an ability to work. I feel like Dwight Howard offers more of what DeMarcus Cousins brought to the table versus what JaVale McGee brings in that same yeah. context. But JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis, it's not that they've been ineffective. Look, the Lakers are 9-2 and two and they've played good defense and they've played great defense, I really should say. But by the same token, if Dwight Howard is more comparable to DeMarcus Cousins, Dwight Howard is playing well and JaVale McGee might be a better fit in that second unit with Rajon Rondo, at some point you have to see if that's going to make sense for your team regardless of how successful the current machination looks. Yeah, you got to try. And being and getting out to a really fast start affords them the luxury of potentially being able to do that during the middle of the season. It's just mess around a little bit, which is a luxury that a lot of teams don't have in the Western Conference because, I mean, listen, I would say no other teams are 9-2 and two right now out West, right? Lakers are out in front of everybody. Uh, Rockets are 8-3, and three, Jazz are 8-3, and three, so they could tinker if they wanted to. But, you know, once you get down into Suns, Wolves, Clippers, Mavs, Spurs, Kings, all of these teams are scrapping every game. They don't have the luxury of messing around, and I, I, I think the Lakers do right now. They could try it out for two or three games, and if it doesn't work, okay, go back the other way. You were winning a bunch of games. That's a really it, I actually, it's you sort of equate it to getting off to a fast start in fantasy leagues, which is what we talk about all the time. You can pick up the guys off the waiver wire and stash them. You can make the trades for teams that are falling apart. It puts you in a position of power. Uh, and the only thing you don't want to do is kind of throw it into coast. But tinkering and trying stuff, I think, is a great way to avoid throwing it into coast for any stretch. You, you, you figure each other out, and it gets different guys on the floor with each other that maybe will end up having to if someone gets hurt. So there's a lot of advantages to trying that stuff out. I totally agree. And, you know, the other thing that I want to try out is a, a new food item at the yeah. Staples Center tomorrow night. Is it a fruit? Can it be a peach? Ooh, the fruit minute. Of course, before we sign off, we have to shout you out with the fruit minute. And, guys, I'm here to tell you just because it is fall and eventually will be winter. I don't know that we actually really had fall this particular season. I think we just went from summer and we're gravitating toward winter, but we're going to call it the full fruit minute. And for the full fruit minute, I have a new treat. Are you ready, Dan? I am so ready. We had an apple tonight that was delightful, but that's, it's, that's very simple. Give me something fancy. Apples are nice. Pears are okay. But what I got for you this week is the guava pineapple. Guava pineapple. What the hell is that? So pineapple guava or guava pineapple, I can say it both ways. Basically, it's a small green fruit. It's a oval type of shape, sort of like uh, a very small avocado. And what you do is you cut it in half or you can cut it in quarters, whatever you prefer. You scoop out the insides. You just eat the insides and it is a real particular taste. I find it refreshing, but you got to like the idea of guava to get into it. Mm. Now I think I got to try one. 
Where Farmers can we? Where market. can I find it? Yeah, I was gonna Farmers say. Market, of course. You know, four fifty a pound. It is on the expensive side, but you get about ten to twelve little ones for that four fifty. And the farmer that you know, if you tell him that I sent you, he'll hook you up. He'll give you a deal for five bucks. <laughs> well, tell tell him Ethan sent you. We need tell to get him Ethan sent you, and you listen to the Hoopball Lakers pod. He knows he'll hook you up. Don't We've, even worry. That's probably gonna be our first sponsor here on Hoopball Lakers, huh? Is the Farmers Market Guava Pineapple guy. I think it should be. In fact, he uh, his farm is just uh, adjacent to where I teach at the school where I teach. Oh, so, you man. Know, it uh, has, has crossover appeal as well. We've got to get the business card, Ethan. We're coming for hey. you, guava pineapple guy. Hey, man, if there's something that I if there's anything that I did well on this particular episode is that I pitched the hell out of the show. Damn right you did. I enjoyed it. Dude, it was so much fun to be back and be a guest on a pod. I'm so, I love being a guest because then I let's can just do, do whatever more, the hell I want. Hey, let's do it a little more often, huh? Deal. Deal. All right, sir. And until next time on the Hoopball Lakers pod, of course, you can find us at Hoopball Lakers in the uh, Apple Podcast app at Hoopball Lakers. Search us up. Subscribe. Five-star review. Leave us feedback. We love your comments. You can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. Dan, tell them where they can find you one last time. At Dan Bespris. And Ethan's not going to do it, so I'm going to beg for him. Get those five-star reviews in. They are so important to us. Helps us grow these shows, and maybe we can get you guys some cheap guava pineapples. Hey, man, we appreciate it here. And with that being said, until next time, we out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.